You know the vibes. We're back for more of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. As always, if you haven't yet, make sure you get your copy pre-ordered so you're locked and loaded, ready for the new game to drop by hitting the link in our description. I am Mamusi. Alongside me, as always, is BJ Armstrong. And today we're going to give you the first of 30 installments. And this has been highly requested by you guys who tune into the show. I had a bunch of people tweet me, DM me saying, this is what you want us to do. So BJ, as you say, we've got to give the people what they want. Today, we're going to give the people what they want. They want us to take 30 days to look at 30 teams in a league. That's what we're going mm. to do for the next 30 days, except for if there's a Kevin Durant trade or something crazy happens. So we're obviously going to have to take a break. But we were thinking about starting, obviously, at the top with like the Atlanta Hawks or whatever. But I thought, let's start with the best and then work our way down to the rest. So we're not going to start with the best. Uh, because the best actually turned the ball over too many times to be starting this one. So we're going to start with the Golden State Warriors who won the finals. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll do the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics. So today we'll do the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> the reigning champions who know a thing or two about going back to back. And speaking of knowing a thing or two about going back to back, BJ, how must they be feeling now in this off season? Because it's not new to their core group of guys. They've done, been there, done this. For the young guys, it's a new feeling. So do you think there's different mindsets for guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then Kaminga, Moody, Poole? What's the mindset like between those two different, you know, camps of players within that organization? Well, you know, Mo, we just carry over because of that name on the front of the jersey. But every player will tell you every season is different. I really think this was an unexpected championship for the Warriors. I really don't think they thought they had a, I, I take that back. I think, I don't think they felt that they were the favorites at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Did they have a chance if things fell their way, they felt they could compete at a high level? Yes. Do I feel that they felt that they were the odds on favorite at the beginning of the season? And they thought it would end like this. There's a chance, but I don't think it was like an overwhelming favorite where they felt confident in saying we're going to be the best team in the NBA this year. However, I give them credit. They gave themselves a chance. They played the game the right way and things fell their way, right? They had a great mixture of youth. Their young players really stepped up. Their veteran players played terrific. They had leadership. And the most important thing, they had an internal leadership from their players, from their organization, ownership. And you just never know what happened. That's why you play the game and give those guys credit. So now, do I think their expectations, what are their expectations for next year? Clearly, depending on who they bring back, it looks like they're going to bring their core back. Now, Let's see if these young players, because they're going to need them even more so this year coming up with the expectations of saying Kuminga and all those guys, are they capable of stepping up? Jordan Poole, Wiggins, who gave them, I mean, Wiggins was terrific last year in the playoffs. Yep. Now we're expecting that and let's see how those guys respond. So a lot of them made about the players that they've lost after winning the championship. I'm going to give you a quick list of the players they've lost okay. and the players they've gained. Okay. So Nemanja Bailisa went off to sign in Europe. We've discussed that before. Uh, okay. Chris Kyoza didn't play a lot. Andre Iguodala is currently a free agent. They're holding a final roster spot open for him if he would like to return. But 
you know, retirement could be on the cards for Iggy going out on a high after winning that chip. Damian Lee is now signed with the Phoenix Suns. Gary Payton a second signed with the Portland Trailblazers. Also, Paul Jr. signed with the Raptors and Juan Toscano Anderson signed with the Lakers. So none of their core pieces, none of their core rotational pieces, not, no players aside from Gary Payton II who really featured heavily in those, and also Paul Jr., I guess, who featured heavily in those playoff runs. But look at who they've added. Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, with the 28th pick in the first round, uh, drafted by the Bucks, and then they acquired him uh, with that pick. They acquired Dante DiVincenzo from the Kings, Jermichael Green, from the Nuggets, Mac McClung, who signed a little contract there, and then a few other guys who aren't really going to make that much of a difference. And they've re-signed Hakeem Olunwan, aka Kavon Looney, uh, to their squad. So, a mi- a mix, a mix <laughs> what do you call them? What, what do you call Hakeem Olunwan, <laughs> or, or we can go okay. with Moses Maluni. Okay, all right. You know what I'm okay. saying, Kaloon Abdul Jabbar. I don't know. There's a lot of nicknames that came out for Looney given his impressive performances, but. So they've lost Gary Pay in a second and Otto Port Jr., which everyone thinks, well, you know, rightly so, they were key pieces of their squad. But in my opinion, I think they're going to be okay because they've added Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green. And this also helps the ownership group of the team because Gary Pay in a second, Otto Port Jr., combined to make $14.3 million this upcoming season, whereas DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green combined to make just $6 million. And you might think, you know, to a billionaire owner, $8 million, that's not a lot of money, but that means they save $52.6 million in luxury tax, which even for a billionaire is quite a lot of money. The reason why I think the Warriors are going to be better, or not better, but I think they're going to be good, just as good as they were this season, is Clay Thompson came back from injury mid-season. So he was trying to find his rhythm mid-season. Now he's got a whole off-season to rest, get back to it, and then the chemistry for next year is going to be even improved. I think players like Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green can fit in perfectly with the Warriors system of what they've got going on there. They're two players that can be very versatile in their roles and they'll be able to plug in to that system very easily. So I think the chemistry is going to be better. And then the young players, Kaminga, Moody, Poole, they're all going to improve, or they should improve. Wiggins, I thought we saw the best from Andrew Wiggins in the NBA Finals. And if he can keep that consistency and improve, I think they're going to be great. And then the big piece that they're adding to their roster is James Wiseman. You know, he often gets forgotten about in these conversations because he's been not really seen since he's been in Golden State. But if he does get healthy and he can provide production, he adds a whole new element to this team in terms of not just being a big who's comfortable with shooting the ball. He adds a vertical threat to this squad. Think about how many times last season, BJ, we saw, you know, Draymond trying to, throw up a lob to Kavon Looney and it just doesn't look as smooth as if maybe it's a different, different big catching those lobs. And that's all with all due respect to Kavon Looney. He's not really a vertical kind of player, a high leaper who's catching lobs from the top corner of the backboard. Whereas James Wiseman can provide you with that. Also think about all the spacing that's going to be there when you're playing lineups with Steph, Clay and Jordan Poole. The inside is going to be wide open for him to be finishing. He's going to give them an edge on the rebounding side of things as well. So if you're a Golden State Warriors fan, you've just won a championship and you should be feeling pretty good. Despite losing a couple of your key guys, you've done great with the two additions I spoke about and the improvement from within is going to be huge. So I think the Golden State Warriors are going to be, I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, well, Mo, 
based on last year, if everyone stands pat, I would agree with you. However, I think the NBA is going to be significantly improved this year. I think teams are going to improve. I think the Denver Nuggets are going to be better. I think, you know, teams like Portland, I think New Orleans. I I don't know. think I don't think Portland is in the same conversation as Golden State. I think Denver, New Orleans, the Clippers improving, but I don't see Portland as a serious threat in the Western Conference. Well, again, when you start adding players and based on what I've seen over the last two or three years with all the injuries and so forth and so on, load managing. And let me tell you something, Mo. You know, when you play these long seasons, when you go to the NBA finals and you start playing these games and you get in your 30s, every year, Mo, it takes a little something away. Mm-hmm. It takes a little something away. Now, we're acting as if, and it hopefully they do, they come back and they play the game at at the same level. However, Mo, you keep going into these finals. And when you go to All-Star Weekend and you see how these guys are walking around, there's a lot of limping going on there, Mo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, you know, Steph Curry is what, 30, what, three, 34, somewhere around there? Now? Steph Curry is 34. Draymond Green okay, is 32. 34. And Clay Thompson okay. is 32 as well. Okay. Now, I think more than any other year with the expectations now that they've won, this team will be faced with expectations. And I'm not sure how this group will respond. Why? Because of the inexperience that they have. Okay. It's easier to play when there's no expectations. Mm-hmm. So now, you say now inexperience, to... but they've just won the championship. Well, Jordan Poole is still a young player. Okay. Wiseman is a young player. Kuminga is a young player. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to have to fill in and play big minutes because he can't play or expect Steph Curry to play 82. Draymond, Clay Thompson, and all these guys. He trusts those guys. He knows what those guys are going to do. He's got to get them through the regular season. If those guys can get through the regular season and they're somewhere in the top four, that's a successful season. What they can't do is be forced to play those guys heavy minutes to just to try to get into the playoffs because of injuries or lack of performance or whatever the case may be. So I think this season, because they're going to need Kuminga, Wiseman, and particularly Poole, one of those guys are going to have to step up and be consistent. That means Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and Kuminga, they're going to have to do something every night. We can't afford to have those guys playing one every three games. You know, Jordan Poole gives you a 25-point game once a week. You're like, oh, wow, this guy could be. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to need him to give us 15, 18 every single night because we can't put that type of pressure on Clay, Steph, and Draymond during the course of the regular season when these guys are going, making these deep runs. That's just how it is. And we'll see. Now, Wiseman hasn't played now, and it seems like, what, two years? 
Yeah, since he was he drafted. Played. He played his rookie okay. season, but not that many games. So, and... Wiseman, Kaminga, or Poole, two out of those three guys Moody. are going to have to play like veterans. Moody, they say, is the oldest rookie in the NBA with the way that he carries himself and is composed. But having said all of this, PJ, this roster might not even be what it looks like to finish the season. Because exactly. the problem with having all of this talent is you've got to pay it. And in the NBA, there's a salary cap, and you could go above the salary cap and pay the luxury tax. But there's only so far above you can go it. And it's almost as if they're going to have to make a choice between Wiggins, Poole, and maybe Draymond Green. And Draymond Green is, well, he's got two years left on the four-year $100 million contract he signed ahead of the 2019-2020 season. And the final year's player option. He's reportedly requesting a five-year deal, max contract extension worth $164.2 million. Now, okay. Draymond Green is very vital to the Warriors' offense in what they do, and he's even more vital to their defense. And we see his impacts on that and his, you know, off-the-court leadership and all that stuff that we talk about. And obviously, he's been with the Warriors for his entire career. And it's like, uh, it's going to be a question of who's more loyal because the way that I look at the salaries right now, I don't know how they can pay him and pay Jordan Poole and pay... Uh, Andrew Wiggins contract extension, et cetera, et cetera. They can do whatever they want to do. They they can do that. They can do whatever they want to do. That that's no problem. The they, they can is, pay. They can pay everyone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they can pay everyone if they want to. They can. Now, if you have doubts, speak your mind. They they can. Those players are they have their bird rights on all those players, so they can pay whoever they want to pay. Mm-hmm. And they're also paying 141 million in luxury tax for this season. And there is 170 million in luxury tax. They have the option to pay whoever they want to make. Now, if Mo says he doesn't think so, then Mo, tell us what you're thinking. He they can do it. I I think there's gonna be some tough choices. I think it's gonna who do you think? No, I I just think it's gonna have to be the situation with Draymond and him wanting a max contract extension. Now, I'm all for players getting paid. Go get it, right? But I think the organization was working under the assumption that he might take a little bit less to just save them a little bit of money and pay the other guys. And the reason I think that is because this guy, Draymond Green, loves talking about LeBron all day long. LeBron James, absolutely incredible. LeBron James, absolutely incredible. Now, we see these videos of those two playing together, Draymond being his personal photographer. That put the seed of doubt in my mind of would Draymond Green be looking elsewhere to get that money if the Warriors asked him to take a little bit of a salary deduction? That's all I'm thinking. I have no inside information. Okay, so what's a what's Draymond a little Green. what's a little salary reduction? What what's that look like? Not not the max extension he's asking for 164. Okay, over okay, so five what years. What do you want to give him? hundred and how much? How much? What's give me a number? I, that's not my job to give you a number. And a number oh, of years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo, you, you, you said it. So what do you it's think? Just not, you this is not my job little... to, to work out the intricacies of, of the exact details of the contract. But we've seen. Well, I didn't say the details. Just give you we've said seen, little. What, 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 we've seen okay. players. So he says 100. Age, what's his max number? What's his max number? 164. Okay. So he says, okay, I'll take 162. That's a little. Oh, okay. You're saving 2 million over five years. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, What's a little like what? What's a little like what? What do you think? What, what are you thinking? So what I'm saying is, okay, 
aging players who have been with the one franchise, the Dirk Nowitzki's of the world, the Tim Duncan's, as we've seen them get older, they have taken salaries less than the max in order to for their teams to remain competitive. But those guys didn't win a championship. Well, I mean, they both won championships. Yeah, but they didn't win a championship. The year of their extension. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm all for it. Draymond, go get your bag. But then, okay, we're going to pay Jordan Poole. We're going to pay uh, Andrew Wiggins. And then in two years' time, we're going to pay Kuminga. We're going to pay Moody, et cetera, et cetera. That's a lot of luxury tax. And I don't know how much money to go to stay. So, what you're, have, so most, should I say that you are saying they should not pay those guys? Or who oh, should they trade? I'm saying they should 100%. I'm saying they should 100% pay those guys because it's not my money. I don't care. But I'm saying when you look at the reality of the situation, is it feasible for them to keep them all together? Well, I, I think that's a choice that they're going to have to make. And that's what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I. but I'm asking your opinion. Like, what is your opinion? My my opinion of what I would pay Draymond Green if I was Golden State Warriors. Your opinion, what would you do with this team? That's what would you do? If you were in charge of the team, what would you do? That's my, that's my question, and you don't want to ask the question. Well, I'd run it back. You just won a championship. I'd do exactly what they're doing right now. And then these other conversations of contracts, etc. I can deal with after this season. Let's see if we can go back to back. If we go back to back, I'll pay everyone happily. And if you don't, yeah, well, you go to the conference have, finals. Well, then we're going to have to see who, how people play. We're going to have to see X, Y, Z. Is this player developing in the way you want him to develop? Is this player maintained his level of play how he wants to play it? You know, I, well, I would, I would, I normally would go for that with a first time group. This group has won four championships. There are three players on their world. Yeah, it's four players on their team that's won four championships. There's nothing else to talk about. Are you paying them or not? I have to answer. Are you paying them or not? It's like, well, I don't know if Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, if it's going to work. Let me see. Like, come on. Are you going to pay them or not? It's not if it's going to work. It's, okay, how many games are we going to get? How many... What's the injuries looking like? What's X, Y, Z? There's so many different factors that go into it. It's not a question. When of, healthy is and injuries happen, you have a hundred percent chance of getting hurt. Yes. As a professional athlete. So it's not if they're going to get hurt, it's when they get hurt. Now, are you paying them or not? They've already performed. I'll, I'll they're that. arguably, they're arguably now in the conversation with one of the great runs of all time there, you know, you can argue that right now Mm -hmm. with this group. So Mm -hmm. now what you can also argue is, are they capable of putting the right pieces around them? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, are you you capable of putting the right pieces? So my question to you is when healthy, they perform, they show up. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to put in all the players. What about the management? What about the owner? Okay, can you put together a team? And we all know what it's going to take. It's going to need we're going to need resources. Mm-hmm. And are those the right pieces around them? You got to take some responsibility here. I just yes. gave them credit at the beginning of the show and say they had great internal leadership. You can't just take 
Well, I gotta wait. You can't the just point. Go the there. point is, is irrelevant. What I would do. The point is, what do you yeah, it's, think? We're, we're, they we're, we're do. asking your opinion. We're, we're, in a, in a hypothetical world where, where I'm the GM or I'm the owner. I, I, I'm just asking Mo's opinion. That's all. If it's a hypothetical, I'll pay everyone. I'll, I'll give you ten thousand billion trillion dollars. If it's I, a hypothetical world, you. like. But if Mo <laughs> was in charge, if Mo was in charge of the listening, if Mo says. I don't want to answer the question, then we can move on. But Mo has an opinion on what he should do. I, I pay we can't. I can't let you get I, away and say, "Well, I'm I not trying to get away with me." I'll pay him. But my point is, how oh, you long, would pay everybody? I'll pay everyone because we are okay. playing this game of hypotheticals. The point is, no, it's not a game how, of hypotheticals. This is a, game a real of life situation. I, for them. I don't pay them. I, I don't own the Warriors, so it's a hypothetical. It's my, a, my it's opinion, hypothetical. You're just predicting. My, You're just my trying to make a prediction what they're going to do. I don't know inside the mind. Is the ownership happy to pay 140, 170, 150 what do you million think, dollars what do you think? luxury tax season after season after season after season? I don't know how they think. Okay. What what do, they but think. what do you think, though? Okay. I think, I think they will pay. You don't know, but what do you think? I, I think they will pay because I think look at how Draymond's play impacts Steph Curry's play. And you've already signed Stephen Curry. Now, remember during the season when Steph Curry had a dip in form and everyone's wondering what's wrong with Steph Curry? Well, Draymond was injured. You got to pay him. He's guys helped you bring you four championships. My opinion on it is relevant because it's about will the ownership continue to pay upwards of moving forwards two hundred million dollars a year in luxury tax? Now, I I don't know. I'm asking your opinion because you have a better insight into it than me. But wh- whether or not I would pay them, <laughs> whether or not I would pay them, if I was. If I have that kind of money, I'd be like Oprah Winfrey. You get a max contract. You get a max because I want to see everyone get paid. No, you you wouldn't do that. Trust me. I want to see everyone get paid. Yeah, you but it's it's not real money. It's like Monopoly money. I can come out and give you a million Monopoly bucks. Yeah, okay, but you, cool. you you wouldn't do that. You you have to put together a team, and and I think we all know the answer to this to this question. The answer is Father Time doesn't pass anymore. And every championship team ends up collapsing the same exact way. The me factor. Now, at what point is the me factor going to collapse this group? One thing I can assure you, Mo, with a championship team, when they make a championship run, and this team has certainly won four championships now, but they've lost two, they've but four out of six. Is that, is that what they've done? Yeah. Four or six championships. Yeah. They lost one to the uh, LeBron's Cavs and they lost one to um, the Raptors. Right. When it ends, it's going to end bad. That's how they all end. Okay. You can go six for six. And we just saw a documentary how that ended. You can go five for six. Mm-hmm. They all end bad. That's, that's how they end. How come they end bad? It's because of the following. Age doesn't pass anyone. Doesn't pass anyone. And egos are getting away, contracts, building a team, financial, whatever the case may be. They all end the exact same way. Now, no one ever thinks they're going to end because why? You look at a team, you go, wow, you know, 
they won the year before. Why can't they win this year? You know, what, what, what was the problem? That's just how it is. So I think the, the thing that the, the organization and the players have to do is you live in the moment and you enjoy this moment. And you know that no matter what happens moving forward, that you're always connected for the rest of your life to that group. And no one can take that away. No one can take away if they only win four championships, those three guys will all have statues out there in front of what is it? The chase center now? Is yeah. that what it's called? Okay. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond will all have, you know, statues out there. And however it ends, it ends. Mm-hmm. But it always ends. The story yeah. always ends. So we don't have to do anything. We don't have to predict. And I think everyone understands that. Now, the one thing, Mo, that I respect about professional athletes and I respect about business is making money. It's not a bad word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it never hurts to ask. It never hurts to ask. Okay. And right now, you are at the height. You are at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. Mo is at the top of his game. Why wouldn't Mo ask? Would be my question. Doesn't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Mo, because you're going to be a GM someday. And right now, we can pass it off as a hypothetical. But here's a real teachable moment, you know, for, for all of us. In any negotiation, it never starts until someone says no. (laughs) I was just waiting for you to say no. Once you say no, that's a negotiation, Mo. You said no. I said no. So let's negotiate. If If I ask and you say yes, that's no negotiation. I must have some type of leverage where Mo felt he had no other option or vice versa. Here's the great thing about, we just saw Charles Barkley mm-hmm. Big do the bag. same thing. We just saw Charles Barkley do the same thing last week. So why are we playing hypotheticals? The, the great thing about social media is it plays out in real time for all to see. Yeah. It plays out in real time now. Charles Barkley said, reported he was offered, what, 50, 60 million? 60 million. Live golf. Okay. I think I even sent that to you. Yep. It used to be these conversations were all had behind closed doors. Now they're just playing out in real time. I don't understand why that's even news. Why wouldn't he ask is my question. It doesn't get any better than this. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't get better than you are the starting big. You're one of the starting players. You're one of the core pieces. And you just won an NBA championship that no one anticipated other than maybe the Warrior Nation. Why wouldn't you ask? Mm-hmm. If they say no, then what am I worth then? But what if they say yes? 
<laughs> yeah. So why wouldn't everyone right now ask? Okay. Gary Payton, clearly he asked for more money than they were willing to pay. And they said, we can't. Damian Lee clearly asked for more money than what they were willing to pay. Why are we making such a big deal about this ask? It's the offseason, BJ. We can say this every episode. <laughs> and you can question why we talk about these things. But this no, is I'm not saying we question it. But I'm just asking why are we making a big deal? Like, you are... It only makes... It's only reasonable and logical for him to ask. Yes. So the question is, BJ, if you were in charge of the Warriors, what would you say? I'd let it play itself out. I would let those three play it out. And here's what what I've learned. Draymond, it's only three guys. Draymond, Draymond. Draymond. Those guys have earned the right to defend their championship. That's that, Mm -hmm. That to me... That's the core. All the rest of it is just pieces that come and go. And, you know, look, do I think Wiggins, do I think Wiggins, do I think they could have won it without Wiggins? No, but those three deserve an opportunity to defend their championship when they're healthy. Those three deserve it. Mm -hmm. So I think those three, and then now the other pieces, that's that's a that's a front office decision because every front office has to make the following decision at what point do we do one of the following stick with our pieces because we are loyal to our people or do we not tank and continue to move on by trading one of our core pieces there's no right answer but we've seen both ways Right, Mm -hmm. we've seen when star players stick with their team how that looks at the end. We saw Dirk Nowinski at the end. Mm -hmm. It was a farewell tour of him just saying, "Hey, thanks." And every game he played, he would come out and play, and they put him on the All Star team to to say goodbye. And we saw the late Kobe Bryant how that looked. We saw what Michael Jordan looked like when he was D-Wade with the Heat. We've seen. We know how it looks. We know how that looks. Or do you trade this team, trade those pieces, why they still can, you can get something for them and continue the retooling to continue on so you won't go in the lottery and all those things? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Those, those three guys have earned the right now to defend their championship. Those three. Because let me tell you something. Those three, I can trust. Everyone else, I don't know. You and I were at the game. I didn't know what Jordan Poole was going to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Did you, Mo? Depends who's saying courtside watching. Yeah, what we knew. <laughs> we, we Steve Kerr was bringing him in the game early for a reason. Because he was struggling. Mm-hmm. Why were we all surprised when Wiggins played well this year? Why? Because we didn't know what he was going to. We didn't know what to expect. Was he going to be the Wiggins of old who we said, well, maybe, you know, or was he this Wiggins mm-hmm. that we saw in the playoffs? We didn't know. Kaminga, so, we didn't know. So I, I, I think 
This is a front office decision. Okay. This is where business meets basketball. And then the decision has to be made. So my question to you, if you had to put a percentage on the likelihood of them winning again and going back to back, where does that sit for you right now? I have to put a percentage. Okay, here's what I where here's what I've come to understand about winning, Mo. It's gonna you you need an unlikely person to step up. Okay. Now, let me tell you in recent years what I've seen. Tim Duncan was without question was hands down the best player on that team. Now, I know Tony Parker may have gotten MVP and Manu Ginobili and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. but it was Tim Duncan. Yes, Tim Duncan was the. Tim Duncan was the straw. He was the drink. He was everything. I know they had great coaching and all of that, but let's clear all that mess out. Tim Duncan was the reason they won. Yes. The beautiful thing about Tim Duncan was the following. As Tim Duncan aged, he aged so gracefully. We didn't really know what we were watching because Tim Duncan would allow Tony Parker to step up and carry the team. But when it was always time to win, they went to Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan was aging so gracefully. Kawhi Leonard stepped up, got finals MVP. But every time the game got on the line, they went to Tim Duncan. Manu Ginobili stepped up, became a, he'll, he, he's, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, he will be in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. And what I've said prior to this conversation is the following they have, Three inexperienced players that are very talented. Wiseman, Pooh, and Kamingo. One of those guys are going to have to step up into one and play one of those and play in that role. I don't think you're going to get much better than what you got consistent-wise from Wiggins. If Wiggins gives me 17, 18 a night and what he's doing on defensive end, that's beautiful. I've only seen this happen a couple of times, Mo. Mm-hmm. I remember when James Worthy came to the Lakers, it went from Kareem to Magic to James Worthy. And I've only seen Tim Duncan go from Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard. One of those guys are going to have to step up. The difference with those guys, Mo, is that they're they're just very inexperienced players. Yeah. Now, I don't know how that's going to look. What I do know, Mo, is that they're going to have to probably run a different offense. What I do know, Mo, really? is they're going to have to. Oh, well, Mo, you can't have a big like Wiseman and think you're going to play perimeter basketball. <laughs> they, the way they got him shooting oh, from the perimeter. OK, OK, Mo, the man is a seven footer. Mm-hmm. You can't have bigs just hanging out on the perimeter being stretch players. Kaminga, you can't just you can't just have guys hanging out on the perimeter. Do, you, he, Steve Kerr and staff are going to have to design and have a delicate balance where Steph and Clay got to continue to do what they do, and then they're going to have to get the ball to Wiseman to get touches if he's going to carry the offense. Now, the Lakers had an offense called Showtime. You know what was beautiful about Showtime, Mo, is that. James Worthy, one year, led the team in scoring, right? Yeah. 
just like Tony Parker led the team in scoring, right? The offense was ran through Tony Parker. Screen roll, screen roll, screen roll. Kareem, when he would outlet the basketball, they would outlet it, and they would do their showtime break. Yeah. James Worthy was the first big down, okay? More times than not. You had A.C. Green. You had the other guys, Kurt Rammons. But James Worthy, they deferred to him on the strong side post. If Kareem passed half court, no one was allowed to shoot. That's what started what you guys now call the secondary break. Because we're not going to waste any effort of the big fella. Because Mm -hmm. the big fella used to be maybe one of the first or second guy down the court. Yeah. But I'm, and what I'm and the reason I'm using this example is if you're going to have one of these other guys step into that three man rotation as far as scoring, you're going to have to play through them. OK, you're going to have to play through them and. You're going to have to change your offense to get him the touches, because part of coaching is to get your best player, the basketball where they best can operate. If. Mo, if we're just going to allow him to be a stretch seven footer, then let's just go. Get, let's keep Billy. Uh, what's his name? Billy. Balisa. Uh, uh, just keep him there. If we're not going to play through him on the post, if we're not going to do those things, what's the point? Kaminga, the same. This guy can post. This guy is a big body. Mm-hmm. All right. So so, 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 yeah. So go ahead. Are we going to get that percentage number from you? 33%. Okay. Because you got three guys, you got three guys, and you got to give them equal touches. Mm-hmm. If the big fella has it going, Wiseman, he's got to, you got to get him 25, 30 touches. Mm-hmm. If Curry got it going, you got to get him. But let me tell you something. We can't keep relying on Curry and Clay Thompson for 82 games to carry the offense. That's just... Steve Kerr has bigger fish to fry now than that. He's got to get one of those guys to be consistent with a lack of experience. That's very tough to do, Mo. Mm-hmm. That's very, very rarely do you see that in the NBA. You're talking about winning a championship with Wiseman, possibly as one of your top three scores. Jordan Poole, that means you had three guards averaging over 20 points a game, which is probably unheard of. Or Kamingo, who's currently now Draymond Green's backup. Mo, where are they going to play? Kamingo is probably in the most difficult position because he's playing behind Draymond Green and Wiseman's coming back. So you can't just, you can't just, you got Kavon Looney and Draymond and you want a championship and you're saying Wiseman might be the top three scorer next year. How? Your th- how many teams can say their third string guy is going to be our top three scorer at the center position? Well, how many guys can say their backup guy, Jordan Poole, is going to, we're going to insert him in and be our top? How many teams? Well, I mean, and, I mean he, gave, he gave him 18, 19 points a game last year, Jordan Poole. So okay. he's going to be their third scorer, not Wiseman. But, and then Wiggins but, gave them but Kavada, like but, but Kuminga, if Kaminga and Wiseman have to play, 
That's not Draymond and Kevon Looney and Andre Iguodala. Yeah, but they're, last they're, season there aren't as many balls now. Last season, you're talking about Conrad and Clay them, Thompson you, you and took- Clay Thompson. Remember, hold on, Mo. Sorry, Clay Thompson missed a significant part of that season. Yeah. Yeah, so we talk about not relying on them for 82. Steph played 64, Clay played okay. 32, and Draymond Green played how many games did Draymond play last year? 46. So okay. they won a championship with those guys playing 30, 40, 60 games. Okay. So they've done it. It's like it's it's not like they've relied on them for 82. They did it with the with they they <laughs> every year your team takes on a different personality. Every year, your team takes on a different personality. Okay? This year, Mo, let me assure you. Let me assure you. This kid, Wiseman, has something to prove. Mm-hmm. Poole has something to prove. Kaminga has something to prove. This one kid, he may get paid. What's it, what's it get? Wiggins. Mm-hmm. This is a different group. This is a different personality, and they got a different challenge. If you think everybody's going to stand pat, then more you haven't been in a lot of NBA locker rooms. That locker room is going to change. And let me assure you this. They won't be sneaking up on anyone next year. Okay. Well, you guys at home, let us know what you think of the Golden State Warriors' chances to go back-to-back as champions. Only time's going to tell. And we're going to be back tomorrow breaking down more teams from the NBA and their chances of winning a championship next season. As always, make sure you leave a review, leave a rating, subscribe, like, share with a friend and all of that good stuff. And of course, hit the link in the description to pre-order your copy of NBA 2K23 where you can play as the Golden State Warriors and you can be the GM and you can pay everyone. Unless, of course, you turn and please on the saying where give you your opinion. Let us know. Let us know. I might do a poll tomorrow. Get involved on social media. You know where we're at. And until next time, as always, get buckets.